Welcome to episode four of our physio exam podcast. In today's episode, we break down two multiple choice questions, similar to those that you'll experience in the written exam. We're going to post these questions on our website as well, so look out for those, and that'll make it easier for you to go along with the questions in the podcast. So I'll get us started with the first mock question. A 70-year-old male presents to your department with a history of severe head trauma post-motor vehicle accident. On neurological testing, he has difficulty with rapid alternating movements. Which of the following terms best describes his impairment? A. Dysarthria B. Dysmetria C. Ataxia D. Dystidokinesia Colin, do you want to have a go at this mock question? Break it down for them. All right. So obviously I know the answer to the question. And for some of you guys, if you guys just memorize what these terms mean, you'll pretty much get the the answer correct. But I'm going to go through a scenario where you absolutely have no idea like what the answer is, just for whatever reason. So first, um, after reading the question, I like to go through all of the the answers below. And for the ones where I, th- I know that they're for sure not the answer, I usually use the, the tool to kind of cross them out. So going through this uh, list of the uh, possible answers, um, a couple of things I want to do is I want to kind of eliminate the things I know which aren't the answers. So when I'm looking at this question, I see dysmetria. Now I'm thinking to myself, metria, metrics has to do with numbers. So that's possibly not the correct answer. So I straight away cross that one off. And the other thing that jumps out at me is ataxia. So to me, in my head, I'm thinking ataxia is like a ataxic gait. So it's kind of like wobbly and that kind of stuff. And it doesn't really make sense with this question. So I kind of cross that off too. Now, I'm kind of left with two things, dysarthria and dysdidotokinesia. Now, with this, at this point, if I'm spending too long on this question already, I would straight away just bookmark this question and move along. Now, coming back from this, obviously, like to me, I I know what the answer is, and it's D. Um, So I'll kind of just go in and choose that one as my answer. And now Leah's going to break it down. Um, her way and we obviously haven't we haven't actually looked at these questions before we kind of just brought it up so that um, it'll just be more um, uh, natural so Leah can you kind of go through your process yeah so I would do it a little bit different to Colin so I'd start by reading the question and I'd use the highlight tool to highlight keywords so going through the question I would highlight neurological testing difficulty rapid alternating movements and then I'd also look at the what they want us to answer so the the outcome of the question which is which of the following terms best describes his impairment so I'm going to highlight best describes and before I even look at the options for the answers I'm going to think in my head and try and write down an answer on the notepad that they provide so I'm thinking in my head trying to write down something Once I've written that down, then I would go into the A, B, C, D. So having a look here, I know that I've studied, so I'm aware of the the definition of these certain answers. So dysarthria, I already know 
that's difficulty articulating speech. So I can definitely cross that one off. B, dysmetria. I know that's when we're overshooting or undershooting a target. So for example, if I'm reaching for a water bottle and I reach beyond that bottle and miss the target, then that's dysmetria. So in this case, that is an incorrect answer. Moving down, ataxia. Like Colin said, I know that's um, how we usually describe gait, so an ataxic gait. So I know that's also the wrong answer, leaving me with the only option D. So I think in this case, if we don't know the definition of each A, B, C, D, we can sort of narrow it down. Um, what do you think, Colin? If, if we don't know the answer, we can use the cross out tool, the highlight tool to our best advantage. And then sometimes it can really help us lead to that correct answer. Yeah, that's right. So I've spoken to a couple of people who has who have written the exam and um, a lot of the times they actually feel like they don't have enough time. That's why you really want to take advantage of using these tools because um, at the end of the day, if you don't have time for the last couple of questions, you're probably going to rush through it and you're not going to do a very good job of it. So really take advantage of using the tools. And like I said before, if you don't know it and you're spending too long on it, cross out whatever you think that is not the correct answer, bookmark the question and move on. Um, so next, I'm going to ask uh, Leah to break down this next question. And like she said, we're going to post these ones up on our uh, website um, just so that um, you guys have that for reference. So the next question is, Ben is a 28-year-old and has sustained a C6 complete spinal cord injury as a result of a car accident four days ago. Which of the following is a realistic long-term rehabilitation goal for Ben? So here are your options for the answers. A. Ambulate independently with orthosis. B. Transfer independently from floor to chair. C. Independently feed himself with modified utensils. D. Independently propel a standard manual wheelchair. So Leah, um, how would you break down this question? So looking at the question, I'm going to use my highlight tool. Um, so let's have a look here. So I'm going to highlight C6 complete SCI. That's the first thing I would highlight. And then I'm going to highlight the objective of the question. Realistic long-term goal. So we've got to make sure it's a realistic goal. Now, most of you would have memorized um, at, what, at each level what would be expected with a spinal cord injury. So what would you expect for a goal at C3, C4, C5, C6? I highly recommend doing that because in my written exam, there, there were quite a few um, spinal cord injuries. So it's important to know what a realistic functional goal is at each specific level. But just say that you have no idea um, for C6. So I'm going to think about my myotomes. So if we go from C4, okay, if I had C4, I would have a shoulder shrug. C5, I would have shoulder abduction. And then C6, I know I would have my elbow flexors and wrist extensors. So let's keep that in mind. And then going through A, B, C, D, I'm going to try and eliminate as many as I can. So A, ambulate independently with orthosis. So I know that my, I know the patient Ben has nothing below C6, meaning he has no lower extremity strength. So definitely I can eliminate A. B, transfer independently from floor to chair. So if I have a think about this, to transfer, I think the patient would need adequate tricep extension strength and that's something that Ben doesn't have 
as he is a C6. So I'm going to cross that one out as well. C independently feed himself with modified utensils. If we think about it, to be able to feed ourselves, we need to be able to come close to our mouths. And Ben has his elbow flexes, so that's helpful. And then he has wrist extension. So he may be able to hold modified utensils. So we'll leave a little, little question mark next to that. And then D, independently propel a standard manual wheelchair. So if we think about it, he most likely will need his elbow extensors, particularly because it's a, a standard wheelchair, it's not modified. So I can go and cross that one out. So that leaves me with C. I'm going to mark C as my, my answer. Um, Colin, how would you break down this question? So during this whole time, I had my uh, headphones on so that I don't listen to what Leah says. So I might repeat some of these things. Um, so how I approach this is I look at the question first and I kind of try to find out some key key things. So for me, looking at this question, I see that uh, it says C6, complete a CI. So I straight away think about like my list of things um, in terms of what a C6, a spinal cord injury, complete spinal cord injury, um, like what functions they can do. So I think about C6, C5, C4, and C7, and just kind of group together like what sort of things uh, the patient's able to do. So with C6, we know that the patient um, has elbow flexion. Um, so I just keep that in my head. So looking through all of the um, answers available, um, I look at the first one, it says ambulate independently with orthosis. We know that um, this patient won't have anything in terms of muscle activation uh, below that um, segment. So um, straight away, I can cross that one right off. So it wouldn't be A, so I cross that off. Um, the next one would be B, transfer independently from floor to chair. Um, with this one, I'm thinking what motions my patients would need and what muscle functions they would need. So from a floor to the chair, the patient would need to have tricep extension. And if I memorize correctly, it would be uh, C7 where you would need, um, where you would have tricep extension. So, um, you know what, I, I'm going to leave that one there for now, but I, I kind of could cross this one off, but I'll just leave that there for now. Now for C, it says independently feed himself with modified utensils. Um, with this one, my patient does have elbow flexion, so the patient would be able to kind of bring um, utensils up towards the mouth, so that could be an answer. And the other thing here, it says it's with modified utensils. Now, if it didn't really say that, if the if the patient has to like grip onto something, the patient will not have um, finger flexion um, available to them. But the fact that it says modified utensils um, would kind of signal that it might probably be the correct answer. So I leave that one there for now. The next one would be D, it's independently propel a standard manual wheelchair. So that word there, standard manual wheelchair, um, is something that just kind of jumps out to me. Um, with that, the patient would need to have uh, elbow extension to actually propel themselves, um, and they would need to grip on to um, the wheelchair, um, and it's probably not the answer. Like if it was a modified wheelchair, Possibly, but because it says a standard manual wheelchair, it's 
highly unlikely. So um, with that one, I would cross that off too. Now I'm kind of going back and forth. And with B, like I said, uh, for you to be able to get up from the floor to the chair, you would kind of need tricep extension and the patient doesn't have that, so I'll cross that off. So that leads me to C, uh, independently feed himself with modified utensils. So that's how I would go through the question. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, so as you can see, both Colin and I have different ways that we would approach multiple choice questions. Um, but one thing that we had in common is that we both like to eliminate incorrect answers and we both like to highlight key terms in the question. So that really highlights how important the tools are for everyone to use in their multiple choice written exam. So make sure you utilize the highlight tool, the cross out tool, and specifically the flag tool. Try not to spend too long on one question. Do you agree, Colin? Yeah, absolutely. I think those are great tips. Yeah. So have a look at these questions on our website and then you can go through the podcast with you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we hope it's helped you try and break down those more tricky questions. Look out for our next episode. Good luck, guys.